Hi friends, this is JFET. Whether you're around the corner or across the world, welcome to The Daily Walk. I want you to take a moment today to pause in Jesus and see what new thing could take place in your life. At the end of this podcast, you can download our app, Boulder Church, or visit us online at boulder.church to connect. And remember, we would love to hear from you as we prepare for our messages every Saturday morning on The Daily Walk. Good morning. It's Friday, September 21. Welcome to Daily Walk. I'm Becky de Oliveira. And I'm Japheth de Oliveira. And uh, let's pray for today and uh, all that it captures as well. Heavenly Father, just uh, so thankful for uh, this passage, so thankful that we get to read it one more time and reflect on all that Paul has captured in here. So thankful for uh, his vision, for the joy that he has, and I ask God that that joy and hope is passed on to us today in our communities and our friends uh, and those we meet and uh, those we interact with. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, one last time, English Standard Version, Romans 8, 31 through 39, subtitle, God's Everlasting Love. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he also not with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies, who is to condemn. Christ Jesus is the one who died, more than that who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or danger, or sword? As it is written, For your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. All right. So uh, here's the, I want to encourage you to read the Daily Walk. It's a Boulder Church, uh, boulder.church forward slash daily. And uh, here's the question for today as we reflect on this uh, today on Friday. How do you celebrate your life in Jesus? Well, that kind of leads me to a question that I was having just as I was reading mm-hmm. this now, this list of all the things that, that cannot separate you from the love of God. But I thought, okay, in all the universe and all creation, is there one thing that could separate you? And is that thing you? Your choice. Can you separate yourself? Yeah. I mean, obviously, we have the freedom to be able to say no. I mean, it does say, nor anything else in all creation. But I think that one reason people have anxiety, even regarding this, this is a very encouraging passage overall, right? Yeah. But there are a few things that a kind of stickler type person could could um, cling on to, (laughs) and it would be one of these, who shall bring any charge against God's elect? So you have to be one of God's elect in order to be one of these super protected people. So I think that what the people that I grew up around and continue to interact with occasionally would say is that this probably doesn't apply to everybody. There would be people who haven't chosen or who aren't... Okay, usually the... The, yeah. the shtick goes like this, that you are say that you've accepted God, but then through your choices and your lifestyle, you're showing that you're not really accepting him. You're just mm. verbally doing it. So therefore, well, I mean, I was literally told growing up that protection would be withdrawn from you if you were to do certain things. Mm. And there were stories that backed that up, etc. Horrible et stories, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. So I think... 
in a way that to me, when I thought, how do you celebrate your life in Jesus right away? I thought, well, what if, what if you don't know whether you have a life in Jesus? And I think that's actually what Paul has been trying to drive home from the very beginning of chapter one, is that God said, look, there is a problem, it's sin. Um, and Paul says, God sees this problem, sin. He has a solution, it's the Messiah. He's going to send this Messiah, Jesus. Sin is going to appear, its ugly head is going to be in our lives, all around us, in the universe. In the previous verses, he says, creation groans, you as human beings groan, the spirit groans with you. He, God understands this pain as well. And then he says, so then, you have all been chosen because you choose God, and because you choose God, you are justified, you're justified, you're glorified. He goes to the point, it comes to verse 31. So then what are you going to say about these things? Well, it's good. I think the, the, the logic for Paul and the, the drive for Paul in this chapter 8 is, is saying that you choose God, it's amazing what he's going to do with you. And some people don't understand that they are choosing God because the Spirit is actually speaking to them and they don't know it's the Spirit yet. And then eventually they understand, ah, God has been speaking to well, me. Well, and I think what gets life. difficult is that you feel under a certain amount of pressure to be a Christian in the way that other people are, so that you're, it can be hard to know whether you're in Jesus or not because you don't think and speak and act the way that other people do. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've been on this hobby horse for 20 yeah. years or more that I don't talk this way. Yeah. Um, I'm not comfortable with it. Yeah. Never have been. I don't expect that that's ever going to change. Well, and, I, and so it's like, well, what does that mean? You know, people have sometimes said, well, it means that you're not sincere, that hmm. there's something about you that you find it difficult to, um, oh, what's the word, kind of um, relinquish yourself. Hmm. But I don't know whether that's true or not. I mean, maybe it is. Maybe it's just that some people find it easier to say certain things than other people do. Maybe yeah, it's a matter I, of being overly analytical. I don't know. Well, I, I think that uh, I think everybody has their own faith expression. I think that we, culturally, uh, within every local church tribe, uh, we try to uh, kind of DNA stamp it out and, uh, and say this is what it should look like. And that is a difficulty. Um, I would rather prefer that we actually allow uh, the expression of faith to be different for people and allow people to actually grow in their own path uh, with God. And that would be actually healthier for us. And I think when we do that, when we see this passage, because you know, as Paul doesn't actually say uh, inside here what he does, when he talked about this, he did talk about it uh, earlier in the chapter, and he said, look, the sign of the Spirit being inside you is that you call God uh, by an intimate term. So you have a relationship, Abba Father. You call him by name that you connect with him. And then he said later on, remember that he is the searcher of hearts. The Spirit knows you. And as long as the Spirit knows you and you actually know God, that's what it comes to. Well, then the celebrating your life in Jesus, I don't know. I suppose I would say, how do I celebrate my life? How do I celebrate my life like at all in any way? Well, I, for um, me, I mean, did you want to? No, no for me, I actually saw it as, as, for me, what stood out is that Jesus is uh, as the intercessor, that the work that Jesus is doing uh, after the cross, after resurrection, what Jesus is doing right now for us is praying at the right hand of God. He is praying with us and for us and you know, expressing for us in words that we don't understand. I actually read this really interesting idea by a Scottish theologian, Alan, Alan Torrance, and I, I put it on my screen here, and I'm just going to read it out. It's 
pretty interesting story of something that happened hard in his life. And I'm just going to read this one paragraph. It says here in January 2008, this is what Alan Torrance said, uh, my wife Jane died of cancer. And she was the most wonderful Christian woman, wife and mother. And watching her die in pain as the cancer spread through her own body was hard. And seeing our children witness her gradual disintegration, not only physically, but mentally as the cancer spread through her brain, was extremely hard. There were times when in my grief, I really struggled to find the wherewithal to pray and indeed to know how to pray and what to pray for. And some, I didn't know how to pray as I ought. In the depth of that valley, the continuing priesthood of Christ became more relevant than I can begin to articulate. The fact that as I held Jane in my arms, the risen and ascended priest of our confession was present by the Spirit, interceding on our behalf meant that we could repose in his presence and know the communion that is the beginning and the telos of everything. And I, when I read that, I was like, oh man, I, I really, it resonated with me that he was saying that Jesus understands him. Jesus is the one who expresses the Spirit, understands the Spirit, says things for him. And, and I think that's what we're looking for, is hope. And Paul says, look, I don't get it, but I do get it. I've gone through everything. The things I'm going through, I want you to understand. God gets it. Well, you know how anytime anyone dies, yeah. usually people will, one way that they comfort the living afterward is say, you know, enjoy your life. So-and-so would have wanted you to. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. often something. Yeah. So in a way, maybe, you know, Jesus died for us and he's risen again, so he's not currently dead. But given that he gave that sacrifice, maybe our celebration response should be the same thing that we do when anyone on in the world dies, that you try to go on and live your life with some purpose and joy. So I think that that is the same. I mean, it's different for everybody what that looks like. Yeah. But I, I mean, I, mean I think living... I actually believe that what we're called to do is to reflect the character of God and the character of God is the incredible beauty and creativity that he has, uh, mm. the love and passion he has for humanity and for the world. And so the more we do that, the better we are as human beings. Yeah, totally. Um, and celebrate that in Jesus is is good. It's a good thing to do. So think about that, my friends, uh, when you do that and uh, as you prepare for today. Uh, how do you celebrate your life in Jesus Read this passage one more time and we look forward to connecting tomorrow. Look after each other. Live love. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Daily Walk podcast today. Hey, if you remember, if you have any questions, reach out to us online at boulder.church. And if you can help support us, please feel free to give online at boulder.church forward slash give. Until next time, look after each other and live love.